everyone. So before I start with my podcast topic, I wanted to take a moment to recognize the atrocities that are happening now in Afghanistan. People like you and me are suffering. Innocent people are living in this horrible condition um, and time. And I encourage everyone to read about what's happening there. I encourage everyone to write to their representatives in office to talk about it to not let it go unheard Um, and I want to take a moment to say the Jewish prayer for universal peace Hi everyone, so today I'm going to be talking about a topic um, that's really important to me, but also something that I think is important for everyone to hear and something I want to be public about. Um, And I know that it can affect a lot of people's view of me, um, but that's not really what matters. I think it's time we have a conversation about money. And I know a lot of people who follow me, and not that it's that many people, but or a lot of people in my life um, happen to be in this category. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about money um, and my uh, kind of complicated relationship with it. Um, how it's an illusion, how the toxic relationship I have with money. Um, And this is a topic that I'm warning you in advance I might get a little bit emotional about because, well, I'll explain why, but if you're not into like tears and whatever, I I recommend you just not listen to my podcasts a lot in general because I'm a very emotional person. Um, And yeah, so I'm warning you at that. So I want to start off by explaining why I want to talk about this. I grew up in a um, place called Long Island, New York, and I know a lot of like my friends listening to this or whoever will come across this will most likely be aware of this place. Um, and in high school and middle school especially, I went to a high school Um, and middle school with extremely, extremely wealthy people. And my parents, and before I talk about this, I want to say that I got permission from both of my parents to talk about this. So it's not like behind their back or anything, but my parents are both teachers and they take pride in that. And they always, you know, they loved the original idea of being an educator, like giving someone that gift of knowledge. And today, I don't think it's respected as much as it should be, um, the idea of being a teacher. And I myself, and this is something I will never, never uh, forgive myself for, is I myself like was almost mad at them growing up for not getting a job that would 
allow them to have more money, like the friends I had or like the people I saw in school. Um, this like understanding and this brattiness I had is something obviously that like I'm working on maturing and like that is obviously a child childish perspective. But even to think that like I had this gross attitude towards such a beautiful career path and something that they loved and made them happy to do is just something that I'll never, you know, be able to feel okay about. Um, I went to a middle school um, where every person was wearing like the trendiest items, you know, they were wearing like, at that time it was Supergas maybe, or like Uggs and like you know, all the fancy schmancy stuff. And we still, we had uniforms, but like on top of it, you would always be able to show off your sneakers, your bag, your this, your that. And I remember just like, you know, these are like, there's nothing, no one I can blame but myself for these feelings. But I remember like wishing to get that all the time and have this and have that. And like, thinking if I have those Uggs then maybe they'll like me and like if I have this then maybe like I'll be more I'll be thought of as one of the cool girls you know maybe a boy will pay attention to me and you know I had so much and I still have so much you know I had a I like I have a roof over my head I have beautiful dinners every night my mom is a great cook we went on incredible vacations you know but because I was around people who just every day had something new, you know, like had a new item and it was always about like the next thing to buy and talking about like jewelry. And when I went to their house, they had all these pools. And, you know, because of that, I felt like I didn't have enough. And that is something so sad to me to like look back on and think, um, you know, I... this is a lot of exposing myself, but I um, didn't want to invite anyone to my house. And I have a normal house, guys. Like, it's not normal to have a mansion, but what I thought was normal was having a mansion with, like, fancy dogs and, like, marble everything and a pool and a movie room and, like, the most expensive cars and I didn't want to invite anyone to my house. And finally, when I like I made a friend group there, I never wanted to invite them over. And I just remember like every weekend being by myself because I'm like, I cannot invite a friend over to my house because they're going to see that I'm not like a multimillionaire. And it could be like something funny or something to cry about. I mean, it depends which mood I'm in and I can do either thinking back. And you know, like when I think of that, like how I would feel if I were a parent and I hear my daughter telling me, and these are things that I told my parents. I said, why didn't you get a job? Like, why didn't you think about getting a better job before this? Or like, you know, why can't we move out of this? Like, you know, I said all kinds of bad things about my house. And who knows, like, I have such an incredible relationship with my mom. Like, if you know my mom, like, you know, what a personality she has and everything like that and she came from Argentina which is in South America I'm sure you guys know um and she worked her ass off guys she like worked so hard to get 
where she was and to have an income. And we went on incredible vacations to Europe, to Paris, you know, to, to Spain, to the Caribbean. She always made it like a priority for us to travel. And I didn't even like consider my parents are teachers so they can spend summer vacation with me. They allowed, like it allowed us to have this close relationship. There might have been girls like who their parents were real estate agents or like, you know, top working on Wall Street, but they didn't see their father for like the entire week and were living with nannies. Like it just always the grass is greener. Um and now that I'm older, I see that so much of that was so unfortunate. I can give another example. I had a remember I remember I had a friend. Um, like we were friends, but like, I don't know how, it, like I was in middle school. Um, and like, he kind of had a crush on me, whatever. And I was like playing the whole flirting thing. And my house was next to a very big house, like a huge house, but it was like some family that I didn't know, whatever living there. And he's like, I want to come to your house. I want to come to your house. And I was so embarrassed and scared to show him my house. <laughs> like it sounds crazy because it makes me sound like I lived in like a rat cage but my house is like very nice there's no problem with that at all and actually looking back like the fact that it was smaller gave us so much time to be together you know like not giving you maybe room even to be distant from one another and that could be a great thing like it's cozier it's fun it's like it felt very much like a home and I remember not wanting to show him my house. And so I lied that my house was the one that was the big one. And he knocked on the door of the big house and then was like, oh my God, how do I get out of this? And I don't really, like, that's what I remember of it. I don't really remember how it ended. But like, I just am so sorry for that, you know? Um, And I always just, you know, like I wanted to get even like fake versions of the Fial Raven bag or like the Ugg ba- Uggs, you know, and I went to like wherever I could to the outlets, whatever to finally get it. I remember in the senior year, I heard getting fancy cars and I was sharing like my dad's car with my twin brother. Um, and that in itself is such a privilege to have your own vehicle to like, you know, to be with my twin. And also like, I was so lucky to be able to every day, every morning together. And even if I didn't like high school, even if it was horrible, we had our time together in the car where we like, we're drinking coffee together. We went to Dunkin' Donuts every day. And these in hindsight are things like you cannot, like those are priceless situations, right? But if there's anyone listening to this and can understand, like, I don't know if you're in high school or maybe in the situation still where you are craving wealth, um, hopefully you can understand what I'm talking about. And this is still something today that like I consider all the time about like uh whether or not I really would want to be wealthy. Because yes, actually I live in Israel and it is incredibly expensive here to buy a sandwich even is could be an hour's work of worth, like on minimum wage. And yes, I like going out and I like, you know, having good style and fashion and I like having a nice phone, but I had all of that. Even growing up, I had a iPhone, I had a computer to work with during school. I was able to go to Starbucks. 
<laughs> whenever I wanted, I could go to the mall and I had such privilege and it is such a shame that still like after such a gorgeous like upbringing that I had and the values that my parents instilled in me, I wanted so much more and I thought it wasn't enough. And I almost, I don't know, I just, this is like one of the reasons that I wanted to make a podcast in hopes that someone will like be the person that I wish I could be, like I could have been in that position. Um, I remember I finally had the courage to invite one of my, like who I thought was a friend of mine in high school to my house who wouldn't judge me for not having a freaking pool in my house in a like a million bedrooms. I invited her to my house um, and I was nervous about it and I cleaned it all up. I made it look so nice and it looked great. And I remember hearing um, a few months later that she said, Nakama acts so poor. I mean, <laughs> Nakama acts so rich, but she's actually poor. And like, this is something like, <laughs> guys, could you believe the way people talk? Because I can't. <laughs> and now still, though, with TikTok and Instagram and everyone flaunting, and I understand like having an appreciation for, you know, looking your best. And I know that like you can, it really does, there is a thing about retail therapy. Like when I go shopping, I feel like a queen. Like when I buy something that I like, it really feels like treating yourself. But soon enough, they become materialistic objects because I just want something else afterwards. I'm not satisfied with just one thing. I want another thing and another thing and another thing. And just understanding that the grass is really always greener because like I said, those people who, you know, I envied for having every single new sneaker and every single new, like, you know, being able to get like fancy nails all the time and like all these different, you know, lip fillers and all these spray tans and coming in fancy cars. They didn't have the same relationship with their brother that I do. And I had those mornings with him. They don't have the same connection that I do with my parents and the fact that we were able to travel in the summer together. And just like knowing that yes, we have to care about money. Money is important. This is not like a cop-out to say you shouldn't work because screw money and like consumerism. But I mean, I just like, this is also like a therapy for myself and assuring myself that it will not make me or you happier. And the fact that I acted this way and so spoiled and still, even when I have those feelings of like, oh, wait, I wish I was rich and I could have this and that, I remember that will not make me happier. Maybe even with a house. And if I was to have everything, like I was to have, like, for example, I was to have a house like in Miami and also a house in Israel and also, you know, a house in Europe and a limousine and all this stuff. I would think to myself, I'm still unhappy with all of these things. Like I must, there must be something wrong with me. So I know that even if you're rich and it's not your fault if you grew up into a, like a wealthier family, because I have friends that are like that and I, they're wonderful and it's not their fault that they were born into privilege, but that doesn't mean that they're happier. So also understanding that from celebrities, you know, a lot of people have resentment towards celebrities and they're like, oh, that rich bastard, like 
he is just living it up while we're all suffering. You don't know that that is making him any happier. And yes, people say like, I rather live in a, like cry in a Mercedes, you know, <laughs> than cry in like on a paved street sidewalk, okay, or a bench. But you might get more support on a bench than like from a human being than you would in a car alone. So really, it's all in perspective. And it's so rewarding for me after I work like a lot to make some money. It's so rewarding for me to buy something with my own money that I worked for hard and appreciate that really. Um, and on this podcast, I just want to say like for <laughs> I told you guys that I'm crying like every time I'm trying to wipe away the tears. But for anyone feeling like the fact that you don't have money and if you're in a like community like that, that that makes you like a loser or you're not good enough. It's just not true because people might envy what you have and you might be living the life someone always dreams of having. So appreciate what you have and the fact that your parents work so hard for you. Like, yes, they're adults and they should be in charge and like that's not your thing to worry about like you should not be worrying about their finances they need to figure it out because they're adults but also to cut them slack because they're doing their best and just to respect one another regarding money and I think it really is something that shouldn't be like brought up all the time you know um and I just want to make this yeah like a public apology first of all to myself for Feeling those things about myself, I apologize to myself, to the middle school Nahama who was crying because she didn't have, you know, what is that jacket called? <laughs> um, the Canada Goose jacket. And instead having an old Navy one. I am so sorry that you were like that. And then that's what your priority was. And to my parents who love being teachers and who love what that stands for and who worked hard to be who they are and what they've gotten and who provided me with such an incredible life, I'm sorry that I was such a brat to not understand that. And to the wealthy people at my school who I resented for being wealthy, I'm sorry for that as well because I didn't think about how maybe your life isn't perfect just because you're rich. <laughs> You know, and I didn't acknowledge that that meant that that doesn't mean that your struggles are all gone. And I'm sorry for that, too. And I hope that if someone listening to this, like, can gain something from this, um, I just really pray that my parents will one day, like, I'll be able to make up for that horrible thing. And my dream really is just to get married have a job that is meaningful, have kids, you know, like live in a cute little apartment that just feels like home, you know, and I'm praying for you all that you have the same. And yes, money isn't everything, you guys.